Alright, mount up. Let's get this thing going. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in to the nation. Yeah. Alright. Alright, let's go, man. Right. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's going on with you all? I really appreciate you all for tuning in to the nation. It's always a pleasure. Let's get this thing going one way or another. We're going to go over the 53-man roster. We do know that everything is going to be set in stone. I guess by this weekend is over with. They'll let you guys know who made the team, who didn't make the team, who we actually traded for, who we picked up from the uh from the depth charts to help out this team from other teams, what have you. So we're going to get this thing rocking and rolling. I really appreciate every one of you all for tuning in to the channel. Before we go for further, smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel if you like. Then also share this content. Those are the orders of the law. You just do those things for me. They'll help me out tremendously. Shout out to Jamal Anderson, live like 95 all day. Yeah, I, I appreciate you jumping in. Uh, Dustin Mitchell. And uh, Dustin Merriman, thank you for tuning in on the Facebook panel. Elite Mac Jones, shout out to you. Who, Mac Jones, what's going on with you? <laughs> Uh, Scott, man, shout out and salute to you. Jay, I know you're going to tune in sooner or later. Thank you for being part of the notification. It's always a pleasure, man, for you guys tuning in, supporting the nation. And on the uh, Facebook, well, uh, on the Facebook side of things, Big Game James, shout out to them. Phantom, Silver and Blue Nation. You guys know if you cut me, I'm bleeding Silver and Blue all day, even twice on Sunday. And then D Dallas Prospect, every legend. Every legend was once a prospect. And shout out to KJ Rose, handling it, holding it down too as well over there on the uh, YouTube sides of the things. So the chat box, the flame box, Lazy Dallas Cowboys production. Shout out and salute to you too as well. And I think this GNG, thank you for tuning in. And Rashad Knight, thank you for tuning in. Let's go over this, uh, this list right here. Uh, it's one of those things where it's this guy, <laughs> M-I-A-L-V-E, he's been, he been M-I-A, that guy with that big neck right here. Uh, he, he, he just been M-I-A, and, and we don't know. We will see him hopefully week one. Hopefully we will see him week one. We just would never know that what was going on with him, we just would never know, right? Uh, but he's where's number 55. He's supposed to be a guy that everybody know that we picked with the 19th overall pick. Somehow he just slid under the radar that nobody's talking about his skill set, his tenacity, the way he fights and fight, fight out to the ball. Nobody been talking about that. But we do know for sure that when tacos of the worlds were drafted last year, that we threw taco under the bus. Even me, I was mad at taco. Because I knew that there was other players that we could have got. But, you know, Taco is looking like he's more formidable now. So that's the only reason why I'm giving this guy, number 55, double nickel a chance. Because we just never know what Will McClay have up his, ski, up his sleeves and things like that. So we'll be looking for him week one. Hopefully he can just be some type of impact to this team. So far, we just don't know. But shout out to you guys. Uh <laughs> He's been super ghost. That's from my guy Knight over here on the YouTube world. All right, so we're going to look at this guy right here. My thoughts of him. This is just my thoughts of every player on this roster before they just get the axe. Um, number 52. Uh, I think he's going to wear number 52 for the rest of his career here at Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
he shows some rookie mistakes. Uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world that you want as left uh, guard. I uh, think that he's so finessed in a sense that he plays better at tackle. But he's saying that he will gain the weight. He's one of those guys that for sure. This is going to be a long episode because I'm going to go over every player that I can come up with on this thing. So I really appreciate you guys for tuning in to the nation, tuning in to the channel. And appreciate you guys for liking and subscribing to the channel. But number 52, he's inside, the left guard. I think he will be a day one starter. Of course, we can see that from what he did from preseason. He held his he held his end of the bargain. I seen him get beat, but several times in the inside. But that that comes with the territory. A lot of times when you're playing as a rookie as a left guard, granted that he would not have Travis Frederick, who we thought for sure that was going to be there beginning of the season. But you know, Travis Frederick going through an injury situation, so he will be paired up with. Tyron Smith next to Looney. Hopefully, he can stay into the mix. Now, this guy right here, beyond the aspect that he needs a haircut, <laughs> look at me. Who are me? Who are me to take this? But this guy been everything special. Uh, number thirteen. Now, only I like everything about him. I just don't like his number. Just to be honest with you guys, I don't like wide receivers wearing those those smaller numbers like 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 i don't like wide receivers wearing those numbers to me i'm an old school guy i would rather for a wide receiver to wear 80 through 89 you know, that's just me but neither here nor there you know uh <laughs> the guy will is showing up he's showing everything that we have earmarked for as his career path far as what he can bring to the table and what he can bring to the team i like that aspect of him will he be a day one starter <laughs> i don't know uh, he looks like a, a more so on the yes side of things i think that uh out of this draft class he's he's the better pick that we had with the third overall pick i think that well not third overall with third overall pick within the cowboys I think that with his skill set and his ability, he have room to grow. Now, in bigger games, he does show the little tendencies of, of hesitation. And with that being said, hopefully he can outgrow those little, small, little subtle tendencies. But for what I've seen collectively, collectively, it means overall that he's a good pickup. I think that day one, week one, he will be one of the guys that everybody raised an eyebrow to and be like, hey, it's number 13 guy. I'm going to go grab his jersey. You know, he's going to be going to force people to go out and buy number 13 jerseys because he's going to make those plays when it's really count. And I think that he's going to grow into that type of uh, receiver. He's down the line, number one receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Believe it or not, mark these words as I speak to you on the lovely day of 831. 2018 at 751 mark these words down Gallup is going to be one of those guys shout out to brandon newkirk lawline what's up brother 13 is incredible is an incredible number <laughs> hey man everybody have their uh notions and thoughts and reasons reasonings of mine right but it's just 13 i just don't like 13 it's just me i like 14 better than 13 but tomato tomato right doris armstrong <laughs> the sleeper of everything. Let me see if I can see if you guys see that. Can you guys see Doris Armstrong now? No, yeah, not even see Doris Armstrong now. Let's see. If, uh, he's in the mix of things. Let me see if I can do this. Let's see how we can do this. If I blow it up this way, can you see Doris Armstrong there? No, it want to give me a hard time. 
So Doris Armstrong is the next guy. Although you're not able to see him, I think that he's going to step his game up tremendously. He's going to be one of those guys that we're going to look back at everything and say, okay, out of this draft pick, out of 2018 draft, Doris Armstrong, the guy that started off with number 74, we do know with our mind and with our notion that they will not give him number 74 because we guys just Google number 74 for the Dallas Cowboys, and you will understand why. But this guy, he was the guy of the game last week, well, last game of the uh, preseason. I think he caused two uh, tackles for loss, four tackles altogether, one sack. He's He's been explosive during the, uh, the actual preseason games. We want to see whether or not this can translate to the regular season. Moving forward to Dalton Schultz. At this positioning right here, I think that the Dallas Cowboys had a chance to draft a defensive safety at this point. Anybody that was out there uh, for the pickings beyond this Dalton Schultz. Because you got now Jeff Swain, um, Jarwin. All these guys are pretty much in the same window far as skill sets and, and they did not separate themselves at all believe it or not the guy that everybody been throwing under the bus or the guy that everybody said that he cannot block he cannot tackle and stuff like this be a, a extra guy that's in the backfield as far as blocking rico if you just want to go off of raw stats along rico outperformed all of the tight ends <laughs> he was the guy who although he played with mostly against third and fourth string guys but to me just to me you can have your own rationale and your own thoughts. But Rico outperformed every one of those tight ends out there. And I think that Rico, if giving a, 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 an opportunity, just put him out there. He's a gamer. I do know that everybody looking at practice, but Dak Prescott is not a big practice guy. And once somebody told me that Troy Aikman was never a big practice guy. But it's something about when you turn those lights on, it's the guy that performed when it counts on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursday nights. And I think that we will shortchange ourselves if we just say to ourselves, let's get rid of Rico. To me, <laughs> Dalton Schultz should not have been picked at this pick. Now we have Mike White. Mike White, the savior, right? Everybody was putting him on a high pedestal. Everybody was saying that this guy can outperform Dak Prescott his rookie year. This guy is the next best thing since sliced bread. He's going to be light years ahead of Cooper Rush. This is everything. He's six foot four and a half. He got a strong arm. He's accurate. He didn't show anything, any of these things out there as far as training camp, as far as practices and things like that. Of course, he had occasionally good passes during training camp, but that's without pressure. I'm telling you, Dak Prescott possesses the intangible, the things that you just can't measure, the things that you just can't count. And that's what Dak Prescott possesses. But this guy, Mike White, number three, he just don't possess those type of traits. He holds the ball too long, and everybody look at all of these preseason games. I do know that it's preseason, and one going. I know somebody's going to argue the fact that wait, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> it's preseason. But if you look back, and those those other games are archived. If you look at other teams out there, like the Davis Webb, and even um, uh, Joe Webb, I guess the guy that played we played against last night uh, for the Texans. They were still able to push the ball down the field. There were other there there were other teams that was out there 
that played with their backups or the backup was still able to find open receivers that push the ball down the field. To me personally, I think the Dallas Cowboys need to go look for another quarterback that can back up Dak Prescott, whether it be a veteran quarterback or whether it be out of the 1,184 players that's going to be released by this Saturday. If they go out and find a backup, a legitimate backup quarterback, because you know you're only as good as your backup quarterback as far as going to the Super Bowl. Remember this, if you guys don't hear me from here. You remember Troy Aikman. He got injured through the season, and they were still able to bring in a Steve Berline. Or, or you know what I'm saying? They are still able to bring in a seasoned quarterback to uh, win us a few games so that we can ultimately win the Super Bowl. And if I go back to the Philadelphia Eagles, we was able to see Nick Foles win a Super Bowl. So your backup quarterback at some times can mean everything. And I can bring up the fact that even, I hate to say this, the Patriots, Tom Brady at one point was a backup quarterback that they inserted and they was ultimately able to win the Super Bowl. Or we can go and talk about the Rams, the Rams of all teams, Kurt Warner. Anybody remember Kurt Warner? (laughs) So it is what it is to me personally, Mike White. I think that you can skate by because he still have some traits that he, he did show that he's accurate. He did show that he does have a decent arm. Maybe you can slide by and put Mike White on the practice squad. Maybe, just maybe, there is still hope for this number three guy. All right, Chris Coverting. The only way Chris makes this team, the only way, the only way this guy makes this team is through special team. He have to show up during special team, but to me personally, He's like a ghost out there, too, as well. He didn't show up during special team, and he really, really didn't show up out there on the field. And he wears number 59. Do do anyone of you guys remember number 59 out there? I'll sit and wait. All right. And uh, we're going to move a little bit further. Uh, of course, they have uh, Cedric Wilson. We understand that he's not going to be on this team. He's an injury reserve. They're going to preserve him. He got the Boise State insurance. So next year, look for this guy to be around on this team next year. And, uh, of course, I don't know if you guys are able to see this. Let's see if I do it like this. Slide this over. Uh, now, you guys not able to see Bo Scarborough. He's the next guy on this list. Uh, I, I think that the team may not even go with Bo, although Bo do knows. Um, let me see if I do it like this. You guys, you guys can see it this way. See Bo? <laughs> Let's see if we can do it this way. Nah, you're not able to see Bo. But um, I did have Bo on this look uh, module here. And uh, unfortunately, not able to see Bo. But let's go over this thing right here. Um, Dre's Anderson. Shout out. I'm going to do a quick shout out to as well. Stevie Mack. What's going on? We have a quarterback coach and as a tight end coach. I have no idea why, but who, who they hired, you know. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Stevie Mac, but I appreciate you putting the comment down there in the, in the comment section. I think you're saying we have a quarterback coach and a tight end coach, and we don't know why they are uh, out there and why we hired them. Um, this team, and I challenge everybody who's diehard Cowboys fans that's in the mix, I want to know from you all, I really want to know, for the last 10 years, and this is just me asking the question, 
And I'm so tired of hearing, how you doing, guys? I'm so tired of that. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys are not tired of this, but I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. How you doing, guys? How you doing, guys? I'm tired of that every statement that every time we hear a press conference, we get that same statement over and over and over again. It's just driving me crazy. How you doing, guys? I that just ugh. But neither here nor there. This is the thing. I want to really know from you all that's in the chat box, that's on the Facebook panel, just hear me from out, from wherever you are. In the last 10 years and beyond, or whatever you want to do, name me three good players that this on the offensive side of the ball that the Dallas Cowboys develop. I just want to know. Give me three players that the Dallas Cowboys that you said they came in and they was at this level. And then the next three to four years that they came out at this level. Just give me those three guys. Give me three guys. Matter of fact, give me two. Give me one guy that the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff that they then went out and they said, hey, we took this guy who whether it had been a six-round or undrafted player or whether he was drafted in the second or third round, we get the ideology that the first-round draft pick, that, that you don't have to do that much development. But even with that, just give me the guys that they develop in the last 10 years on this staff, and they have the audacity to say that certain players can't block, certain players can't run routes. But <laughs> I must be gone with my mind to understand that this right here is up to the coaches to develop players. And if you don't develop players, then you rely on your drafting. And that's why I say that Will McClay is such a vital part to this offense, such a vital part to this defense, because if we don't hit on our draft players, it seems as if, though, to me personally, you guys may know more than I do. I'm not saying that I know everything. But what I'm saying is, who did the Dallas Cowboys develop? And I will sit down and I will hush. But let me know. Put that down in the chat box. Uh, somebody put down, Ethan Rose put down that somebody developed Romo. The coaching staff developed Romo. And I'm going to sit here and say to you that this staff did not develop Romo. The guy that developed Romo, his name is Sean Payton. He plays for the Saints. He was the guy that said, okay, he went to the same school that I went to. I understand his temperament. Give me time. Give me time with him, Bill Parcells. I promise you this guy is accurate. He's raw in certain aspects. But give me him, and I can tell him what to do and what not to do. That's just me. That's my thought. Cole Beasley. Okay, from the beginning, beginning of Cole Beasley's career, what is Cole Beasley doing from, I don't know what year Cole Beasley came in. I think it's 2010, 2011. What is Cole Beasley doing different from 2010 to 2011 to 2012, 2013, 2014, 2016, 17, 18? What is Cole Beasley doing different? To me personally, Cole Beasley still to this day cannot catch balls on the outside of his routes. He's not that elusive when it comes in and out of his breaks on the outside. Now, that could be a problem with the aspect of Dak Prescott not able to get him the ball. But guess what? Cole Beasley, in his lustrous career with the Dallas Cowboys, he didn't. He never caught a, part, a pass from Tony Romo on the outside. So let me know. David Irving. I'm talking about relatively to the offensive side of the ball. But you can say that David Irving was developed through the defense. Yeah, we can say that. But... <laughs> Let me know, guys. Let me know what through this coaching staff and even with the numbers involved, uh, even with the numbers by itself, 
if Cole Beasley is the only guy that we develop in this team in the last 10 years, oh my God. Oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> George Selby. <laughs> Ethan, man, what's going on, man? Oh, man, he said George Selby. But let's move on. Dre's Anderson. Uh, to me personally, he wears number 18. It looks like Miles Austin out there yesterday. I think that Mike White developed some type of rapport with him. To me personally, if Dre's can make the practice squad, if this guy right here, I'm going to see if I can click on this image and blow this image up to everybody so everybody can see. Uh, let me know if you guys can see his information right here. Um, Dre's, to me, let me see if I can squeeze this around so everybody can see. All right, Dre's to me. He's 26 years old. He's six foot two, 190 pounds. Uh, what I saw last night that he got the, the short area quickness, speed, straight line speed. I think that he would need a year or two in the practice squad arena so that uh, he can learn to, to just get a little bit more weight on his frame to, uh, to, I guess, to beat the press coverage a little bit, to find those soft spots in the zone. To me, I think that Dre's, he would deserve he, – he needs a practice squad. He needs to be on his practice squad. To me, he earned his way on his practice squad. Uh, I, I would like him as a developmental guy, and I think that he can bring that type of temperament to this team. Now let's go back to the next player. Uh, I think that him and Mike White have some type of rapport with each other. Uh, all right, so we're going to go right here. I'm going to go by here and click this thing right here. And we're going to go look at Antoine Woods. Antoine Woods, six, he, he's wearing number 64. He's a shoe-in on this roster to me. He showed up in training camp, off-season program. Uh, to me, personally, at first I thought he was like a sloth guy. He was not able to get push the uh, opposition back any further. But he showed up, guys. This guy showed up. Um, he was able to collapse the pockets. I think that by him playing a one-gap system versus a two-gap system where he don't have to think as much, he showed that he has the ability to crash your field and get to the quarterback. Now, with that being said, if you sprinkle in a Malik Collins, if you have the uh, quote-unquote um, even Taco on the other side or the D-Law and Randy Gregory, I think that he can also – create problems in the inside and with that being said he can actually help out the linebacker core so i think that he's a actual hidden element for this team or like one of the good picks during the offseason i think <laughs> i think that he can help this team out tremendously if somehow they do not decide to shop him or get, get get rid of him and i think that he's going to make this team regardless i think he made the 53 man roster do you guys think so let me know uh in the chat box uh shout out to the facebook panel shout out to ted mitchell and also uh fly guy e taylor thank you for tuning in to as well jace thank you for tuning in on the facebook panel um Ivan Median, the Medina, thank you for tuning in too as well. It's always a pleasure. Um, Jay Reese, I see you, man. Thank you for tuning in too as well. All right, so we're moving a little bit further. Like I said, this is a long show because I got to go by line by line, precept upon precept, right? <laughs> uh, we already did Doran Armstrong. I think he makes a team. Tavon Austin, uh, going by experience, right? No, let me hit this button right because we know we're going to hit this button right here. We're going to go by experience alone. Dre's Anderson, Mikhail McKay is the next person. <clears throat> My thoughts initially with Mikhail McKay. Uh, who was his official height? Six foot four, right? 
Six foot four on the docket. Tall guy. We saw him catch a fade, a back shoulder fade earlier uh, in the previous game last uh, yesterday. I, I think he had the intangibles. Uh, I don't think that he's going to make this team. Unfortunately, he's he's practice wide. It's written all over his face. Look, practice wide. You see it in his eyes. Practice wide. Uh, he wears number 19, uh, 25 years old from Cincinnati. Uh, I think that he have a high upside, a high ceiling. I think that with the team, the way they are already uh, have their, their roster lineup right now, I think they're leaning more towards a number 14. So I really think that this guy, number 19, is close. It's a rough decision, but I think that he makes the practice wide. I don't know whether or not other teams, the other 31 teams, will take a, a risk at him. Um, because you know everybody had their their, their uh, roster already lined out too as well, but we was already talking about Braxton Millers, things like that. Other players that's going to be out there. Think about this: we do love our guys, and we understand that there's emotional attachment as it relates to training camp because we see them when we down in Oxnard, and we have more tape through any other 31 other teams out there. Uh, we have more tape on our practice guys, right, than any other team. And we begin to know everything about that player. And we begin to become fans within the fans of the players. And what what's going to happen with this is that, you know, we emotionally tie ourselves to this guy and, and we can see the possibilities. Uh, like I said before, he reminded me so much, so much of this guy that played for the Saints. Um, his name, I think his name, tall guy. He said name at the tip of my tongue. The same height almost, six foot three, six foot four. Oh man, his name is at the tip of my tongue. I can't forget, I can't remember this man's name, but he was a, a intricate part of uh, of uh, he was undrafted too as well. Uh, intricate part of uh, Drew Brees' career down in in, in Mar- Yeah, thank you, Ethan uh, Coaston. And, and I'm not saying that he is Coaston, but he reminded me of so much of Marquez Coaston. And and uh, the the same measurables, the same height, the the, the same uh, aspects. Now now, if this guy Mikael McKay goes to the Saints, I think that they will find a hitting gym because this Drew Brees guy. I mean, telling you guys, he can circumcise a gnat. That's how accurate he can throw that ball. He can throw the ball through a keyhole. He's short, but he can find those small areas. And he got a strong arm. Drew Brees is just Drew Brees, man. Just nice, nasty. Will carve you up, spit you up, and chew you out. Chew you up and spit you out. And and just you look up and say, man, this guy threw for 400 yards on me. That's what he would do with a big target. Remember, I always say this with Mikael McKay. If you put the ball in the right areas, he don't have just a small window. He have a complete balcony. <laughs> it's just that <clears throat> he just didn't show up during preseason, and I understand how this team thinks and operate. But if we somehow can keep him and Dreyus Anderson on this practice squad, it will be a plus for us, guys. It will be. Uh, Damian Mama. I saw him the other night. I'm not going to blow, blow up him. Six foot three, uh, 342 pounds. Uh, he's not going to make this team, guys. Uh, he just didn't show up enough. Um, practice squad, maybe. Normally, they don't go with that many offensive line, offensive office linemen guys on the practice squad. More so, your skilled players on the practice squad. So, look for him to be on the streets uh, by this Sunday. Um, Brett, same thing with Brett. Two-year starter, six-foot kicker. You know, we're not going to keep him. 
Although he made the crucial kicks in the crucial moments, he's not going to make this team. Marquez White. We didn't see enough of Marquez White. We just didn't see enough of him. And although he was one of the guys like my dark horse, I really thought highly of Marquez White, number 39. As far as depth purposes, I think that the Cowboys roster would say, okay, we want to squeeze him on the practice squad. If he goes to another team, you know, so what? You know, that's what they're going to look at it. KD Cannon. Have you guys ever seen him catch one practice, even in practice, those who went out there to Oxnard, those who went out there uh, to the actual preseason games? Have you yet to see this man even catch a ball? I know there was like one play that I was looking for film on this guy, KD Cannon, even when he was uh, drafted and this sort of thing to this other team. This guy just disappeared. He wears number 81, he's 5'11", 183 pounds. Quick, fast, elusive. He don't make this team. Trey Williams. I said last night. I said last night. Let me blow up his picture a little bit. Uh, I, I said last night that Trey reminded me so much, so much of Emmett Smith. He just, I was like, look. <laughs> he's short. He's high behind these big offensive linemen. Before you can commit to a certain side of the field, He's already upfield, finding the small holes in the zone. To me personally, the guy is so elusive, even catching the ball out of the backfield. Of course, we haven't seen the big run. He didn't catch the ball and take it upfield and score a touchdown. He didn't show up the way we wanted to. But to me, when I saw this guy, his cuts, his breaks, the way he spin when he get hit and elude tackles, this guy was like, okay, baby Emmett. <laughs> a lot of people laughed at me when I said it, but he's five foot seven. He's 200 pounds. He's 25 years old old from a and uh, as they say out there gig him uh, he's one of those guys elusive uh, hard to bring down when he's uh, when he's into his little breaks and he's playing his foot and get up field but he he don't make this team uh, I don't see the team moving with a Trey Trey Williams I think uh, we just wanted it's just one of those years where you got a, a supreme running back Ezekiel Elliott and you have number 45 and 45 pretty much make this team from what he did last year when 45 was uh, you know Rod Smith when he was able to take it to the house against the Giants game and when he showed up a few in a few other games now to me Rod Smith still have issues with his vision but he makes the teams off the merits of what he did last year. And their team, this team is just how it goes with as far as when they pick players to join this team. They, they hold what you did for, for last year and they make that weight. Uh, just like when Bryce Butler outperformed Terrence Williams the year before, they still roll with Terrence Williams. So this team just does those things out there. Shout out to Brian Bradford. Cut. Yeah, yeah, he is cut. Uh, Roots, thank you for tuning in too as well to the nation. Uh, Pedro, uh, do you think we keep Bo and Darius Jackson on that team? Unfortunately, it would be nice if we had 63-man roster. But I think... That this, if they do keep either one of those guys, it will be more of a Darius. And I've explained the reason why when I move on from Trey Williams. Now, Trey Williams, change of pace guy, different type of runner back than uh, Ezekiel Elliott, different type of running back than number 45, different type of running back than number 49, Jamez Olawale, who is the fullback of this uh, uh, entire team. I, I think that Trey will be beneficial, more beneficial to this team. To me, 
but I'm not the guy that's pulling the trigger on this roster, okay? And somebody in the chat box will say, thank God you're not the guy, right? <laughs> but uh, let me give a shout-out to the those who uh, um, thank you, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, who else we have? We have Jace Smith. Thank you for tuning in to as well. Zach Williams, thank you for tuning in on the Facebook panel. Um, also, as we move a little bit further on down, this is no specific order. I'm just going by the order of, that they were probably ranked. Cam Kelly. Cam Kelly. <laughs> Do he make this team to make the team or not make the team? He's one of the guys, too, as well, that I was really high on. Uh, you guys can look at his film session, Cam Kelly. Uh, number 37, cornerback, six two, 204 pounds. Uh, he's 23 years old from San Diego State. Uh, he's just not going to make this team. I think that they're going to find a way that he can fold up on the practice squad. You guys want Errol Thomas, right? <laughs> so they think they can't put everybody on this team. Uh, Trayvon Johnson, he do not make this team. He make the practice squad all day. You know, I'm not going to even go into details. Who wore number 58? He's six foot one, 235 pounds, 23 years old. Lance Lenore Jr., number 14. They showcased him on the final preseason game. The team is highly, they speak highly of him. And when the team speak highly of you and they really have everything in their mind and their soul and send you and they thinking that, okay, this guy is going to make this team. <laughs> Even regardless of the fumbles, you guys remember, Remember this, when the Giants, when we played against the Giants, I think it was 2015, we pretty much had this game uh, in a shootout. And Cole Beasley fumbled that ball, and everybody was down on Beasley at that point. Remember, this is before 2016 when he had one of his greatest years of all time, right? This is the same treatment that Lance Lenore is going to get. Lance Lenore reminds me so much of this other guy that played for us. And uh, we know who he is. The guy that's, that, that did the kickoff returns, did the punt returns, he wasn't fast at all. And the guy slipped my nine. Put put his name down in the inbox. You guys know who I'm talking about. It was 2007. He kept dropping the ball, but they kept putting him out as the uh, punt return kick. Patrick Creighton. That's who Lance Lenore <laughs> Jr. remind me of, Patrick Creighton. Um, and they're going to give him the Patrick Creighton treatment of making his team. The guy that's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's he run good routes here and there, catches the ball at times, but also drop the ball when you need it, that type of guy. He he reminds me so much of a, a, a Kevin Ogles, uh, Ogletree and um, Ogletree, I think that's how you say this man's name, and also a uh, a poor man's uh, Sam Hurd. That's who he reminds me of uh, so much. All right, so shout-out to Jackie Smith that's in the house. Jay Deuce, thank you for tuning in, too, as well. Man, you've been a long, faithful follower. Thank you for tuning in on the uh, YouTube world. Uh, Matt S., Trey has the edge. Oh, yeah, Trey is making his team, Trey Robinson. But we're going to get to him when we get to him, right? LP Lattersore. He making in this team. You all know he's the long snapper, number 91. He's the uh, oldest guy that's been on this team for the longest, I believe. <clears throat> if 
first we had Jason Witten. Now we have LP Lattisor. He, he's one of those guys been on the team for a long time. Of course, Randy Gregory makes the team. Shout out to my guy, Big Game James. That Ben, you know, you know what I'm talking about. He makes this team. Now the little backdrop of the news of the story with number 94. Um, to me, I think the NFL Players Union. They just need to quit their jobs because there's no way that they should agree with the conditionings that the NFL will like for number 94 to attend for. He got to do a drug test for like 10 times out of a week, out of a month or something like that. And then he got to have a guy that stays with him. You do got a, a, a wife or a fiance or a lady or something like that and a kid. And he got somebody staying with him. Come on, man, law. Come on. But. He agreed to those terms to have everybody, you know, all in his business like that. I do know that marijuana is like a drug that they, that a lot of people presume as a gateway drug. But come on, marijuana is no different than alcohol to me personally. And and for for the NFL to have somebody to just extremely follow this guy's life, man, it's just crazy. But Duke Thomas, uh, it's a toss up. I don't think that he makes this team. He's no, he wears number twenty six. I think that they may try to squeeze him one more year in the practice squad. He's, he's uh, 5'10", 192 pounds. He just didn't really show me any promise out there in the, out there in the field. Now, as far as re- relationships with the team, with the philosophy of what the team's trying to do, as far as Rob Marinelli, he's one of those guys that, that you will say to yourself, okay, cool. He can make the team on those aspects, but <laughs> it's just not there. I just don't see him making the team. But shout out to the Thomas. You guys know I love the last name, but, you know, not the same results of making the team. Uh, Brian Price, 92, defensive tackle, six foot three, 318 pounds. It would be nice to be 380 pounds. But 318 pounds, he's only 24. He makes this team. He's the guy that's going to rotate in between H- oh, is it Antoine Woods, this guy right here. Uh, Antoine Woods, and you can rotate in with uh, him and Malik Collins. He's the guy. You know, when you go to Walmart, you got the branded items, right? <laughs> you got the branded items, and you have the great value items. He's a great value. This this team really needs a defensive tackle. To me personally, they really need to go out there and draft a defensive tackle within the first three rounds. Grab you a defensive tackle, a true defensive tackle. But they're going to try to make do with this great value. <laughs> the great value meal. <laughs> That's what Brian Price remind me of. But good depths in the roster. Rico Gathers, mm, number 80. They got him listed as six foot six. 285 pounds. He's 24 years old. Two years in the game. Two years. Two years. Two freaking years. And do he make this team? Do he make this team? I I, I would say that he makes this team. Somehow, the voice of reasoning is going to pour upon Jason Garrett's head. And by this weekend, he'll be on his roster. Now, will he make the active 46 roster every week? That's the that's the that's the, uh, the 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 conundrum of this. I don't think he make the active forty six roster every week, but he makes this team. He makes this team somehow, some one way or another. Uh, Rico, Rico, Rico. This from Roots. Brian Bradford. I'm gonna test the temperature that's in the chat box. Do Rico make this team? 
Put it down on wax right now. If you're in the chat box, if you're on the Facebook panel, do Rico Suave. I can't call him Rico DeZeus no more because uh, somebody knocked him out named Kayvon Frazier, and we know that DeZeus don't get knocked out. So do. Do Rico make this team? I got one. I got two, three, four yeses right now. All you got to do is say yes. That's a negative. I got one negative. I got one no. I got, of course, equaling to a yes. So I'm going to keep that as a yes. I got two no's. Going once, going twice. I got more yes than no. So if Rico is cut by this Saturday, a lot of (laughs) collectively going back, looking at the people that's in the chat box, uh, there'd be a lot of mad Cowboys fans out there if Rico don't make this team. Lee, Lee on the Facebook panel, uh, Silva, Salva. I think that's how you say your last name. He's saying, no, Rico don't make this team. He better, Jay, said, Jay Smith saying he better make this team one way or another. Arturo saying that Rico make this team. I got a lot. I got a lot. Lewis, Lewis Strager says, uh, do you smoke law? So he's thinking I'm smoking because I'm saying that Rico make this team. <laughs> two blind fans. That's what black, that's what black back to root says. Uh, two blind fans. Uh, Rico better make this team. So when you guys say this, it's going to it's going to everything out here to the nation. So we can look back and recall back onto this film and we'll say, hey, he was right, right? <laughs> All right, moving a little bit further. Uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, number seven. He's six foot three, 225 pounds. He's 24 years old, two-year starter from Central Michigan. Do he make this team, guys? To me, Cooper Rush. Uh, I think that he played himself out of the team. I just don't see Cooper Rush making his team. I think that you go with the younger guy, Mike White. You drafted him for a reason with the fifth round. I think that the team will not fall on the sword. They have too much pride to say, okay, we drafted this guy. Opposed to the guy that's undrafted, we're going to go with the guy that's drafted. So it's going to be Dak Prescott, Mike White, Cooper Rush. They're going to try to squeeze him on the practice squad. He will be your quote-unquote practice squad quarterback. Maybe if, if if Dak Prescott goes down, I'm not on the wood, if Cooper Rush goes if Dak Prescott goes down, regardless, you got to go out there and draft or not draft. Regardless, you have to go out there and get you a quote unquote veteran quarterback. That's what the team is going to do. Rush looks terrible. All right. And Lewis Staggers. Law, nah, I like Rico. I asked because I said the weed is like a drinking. It's like drinking and you like hand dog okay i feel what you're saying i feel what you're saying rush with the noodle arm (laughs) three quarterbacks no they should not go with three quarterbacks they should not go with three quarterbacks this team is in major needs elsewhere uh kadeem edwards number 78 guard six foot four 315 pound to me I think he can be uh, a swing tackle. He's versatile enough to play guard, too, as well. I think Kadeem Edwards found himself on this team. He found a way. Uh, Daniel Rawls, defensive tackle, I don't think that he, he – if he make this team, it would be a miracle, and it would be only because of the fact – I know for sure Daniel Rawls, if he makes this team, it will be one of those things where it's, he makes it, but he will probably never be active. He's in between. He's a tweener between uh, practice squad and making his team. Jordan Lewis, of course he makes his team. 
Jordan Lewis versus Anthony Brown is is everything, right? Number 27, 5 foot 10, 195 pounds. Let's talk about Jordan Lewis. My guy, Velcro, hip pocket, the lockdown, Jordan Lewis. Everybody know that he had a wonderful, tremendous, beautiful rookie year, according to like Pro Football Focus, uh, Pro Football Talk, uh, the other uh, measurables or those who out there does the stats. All right. Honestly, everybody in the chat box, please answer this as a simple yes or a simple no. Who had the better rookie year? Was it Anthony Brown or was it Jordan Lewis? Who had the better rookie season? Put it down, a simple yes and a simple no. Now, if you explain the reason no, please just don't say no, don't say suck. If you say no, if you say no on um, on Jordan Lewis or if you say no on uh, Anthony Brown, please leave a short explanation why, and I will be sure to read your comments on the reason why Anthony Lewis did not have a better uh, rookie year than Anthony Brown. Didn't 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 they both ended up with the same like interception ratio? Did they both ended up with the same close to the same amount of tackles? Put those stats down if you guys can curate those stats for me. Uh, please do that for me so we can go back and review this and then we can talk about the whole Anthony Brown versus Jordan Lewis because I think that the mental warfare of what Chris Richard is doing out there. Uh, I don't know, you know, to me, from my eyes, I know that Jordan Lewis been a lockdown. Lewis Belcro, Lewis been one of those guys that teams have said, okay, I'm not even going to pass his way during, going towards the latter part of the year. So, um, so who had the better rookie year, Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis? Uh, rookie year, because I know last year, <laughs> Anthony Brown was just horrible, you know, and, and a whole lot of factors. Uh, yes, on Brown. This is from Jay Deuce. Yes, on Brown. He had a bigger impact to the team. It's all about the team collectively. And I, and I like that aspect, Jay Deuce, uh, of you, you bringing in just for the factor of the team. It was Anthony Brown rookie year. They, the team went 13-3. and three. He came in off the bench, and he never saw the sidelines after that. I think that when Anthony Brown came into the scene, was it was it because uh, number 32 was injured, Orlando Scandrick? Help me out because my memory is not that sharp at this point. Lewis is a better tackler also. This is from Money Making Mall, okay? We're going to look up these stats, and I'm going to do a film session, film breakdown on this since I see so many traffic is going on about this. So we're going to do a compare analysis when I'm going to do the film session on Anthony Brown rookie year versus Jordan Lewis rookie year. And was Jordan Lewis, is Jordan Lewis heading towards a sophomore slump? Because I think that that's what Chris Richard do not want to see. Um, and, and it looks like. Because this preseason, who is having a better preseason, Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis right now? Put that information. If you guys, if the stat, if the stat elites got that information, please put that in the information box or the chat box too as well. Thank you guys for participating on this little test drill. Uh, like I said, this is a long show because we're going over every player um, that I can find on this roster. Shout out to Chris Newman. Thank you for tuning in to as well uh, on the uh, Facebook panel. Ted Mitchell, AB seems to have lost his confidence last year. 
This is from Ted Mitchell. So Ted Mitchell, did LV, not LVE, Lord, that's come across my mind. Uh, did Chris Richard, is Chris Richard along during this preseason? Is he trying to just elevate his confidence by putting Anthony Brown over Jordan Lewis? Because to us, a lot of people just looking at this and saying like, man, this is just being disrespectful. We know who's, uh, you know, some people, some scouting reports had Jordan Lewis as a as a late first round, early second round draft pick. And we was able to get him in the third because of the off the field issues with him, with his fiance or girlfriend uh, going to court and situations like that. So we was looking at it as a steal. Now, is Chris Richard elevating uh, Anthony Brown all the way up to those calibers of, of numbers? We don't know. Uh, hopefully hopefully we can find something keith woody what's going on number 75 and number 79 is <laughs> garbage <laughs> you're talking about uh the guy that's wearing byron bell's number uh blake jarwin blake jarwin makes this team guys uh he's number number he's number moving forward uh, he's number 89 and, and trust me for those who commenting about the anthony brown and the jordan lewis i will read everybody comment and we'll go back and uh, I'll try to address those uh, who, who put their comments down below. Whether or not you're on Big Game James page. I got a long, it's a long weekend. Whether or not you're on Big Game James page, Silver and Blue Nations, Phantom, EBSN online. I'm going to try to read those comments. So if you post those, I'm going to try to go back and read everyone's comment and comment on the comment about what I feel, whether or not you're right or wrong on Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. But moving forward to Blake Jarwin, he makes this team. They they highly they high on Blake Jarwin. Uh, he's wears number 89, six foot five, 260 pounds. I think what they're trying to do is uh, tight end by committee. I think that they probably roll with four tight ends. That's just how it's going to go. Uh, but moving forward, he just makes a team. Uh, Xavier Woods, of course. Do I have to speak a little bit more on Xavier Woods? Look for Xavier Woods to be ready around week three. How ironic this is going to be against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, his uh, hamstring, the hamstring monster, then captured him. Uh, he's wears number 25. He's 5'11", 202 pounds. He's 23 years old, second-year starter, Louisiana Tech. Shout-out to Louisiana. Uh, that's my neighbor state. Uh, this is the thing with Xavier Woods, and I say this because there's another guy that wears number 29 that played for the Seattle Seahawks. I think that it would be so so beneficial for Xavier Woods to learn from Earl Thomas. And this is my prediction, just my prediction. When it happened or if it happened, then I'm going to try to go play on the lottery so I can make that, I can hit that mega money. I think that the Seattle Seahawks, they have goals, right? They want to win the Super Bowl just like us. And I think that the Seattle Seahawks is waiting to after week three to shop Earl Thomas. Because they don't want to strengthen the Cowboys before they play the Cowboys. It makes sense after they play the Cowboys to say, you know what? You want number 29 so much. We will give you him for a third-round draft pick. Okay, that's what you guys want to get rid of. Okay, we'll give you him for a third-round draft pick. And then you can pick up his salary or what have you. And I think the Cowboys will say, okay, we finally get Earl Thomas on our team. And we can just start winning from there. That's my notion. You know, that's my rationale. Now, if Earl Thomas signed an extended contract with the uh, Seattle Seahawks, then he squeezed them for a little bit more money than they willing to pay him. They're going to shop him after week three. Trust me. I, this is how I feel. Uh, Lewis Neal. Have you guys heard of Lewis Neal? 
Hmm, <laughs> he's not making his team. I have yet to hear of Lewis Neal. The last time I heard of Lewis Neal, they were talking about switching him over to a fullback situation, and I don't think that that's going to happen. I do know that we, we, we like for a guy like that from, from LSU too as well. We like for him to make this team. My neighbor in state, but he, he found himself not on his team. This Jalen Smith right here, my God. Jalen Smith is playing so excellent out here, man, that we forgot to hear about LVE. This is the only reason. This guy right here that wears number four, 54 is the only reason why nobody is just talking so bad about the 19th overall pick, number 55, double nickel. This guy right here, Jalen Smith, who played. All 16 games last week, last year, I said last week, <laughs> but all 16 games last year, something that uh, Sean Lee have yet to do is something remarkable and special. Now that we're seeing Jalen Smith is able to capture the ball or, or keep his eyes down the field and not turn his back to the offense and actually guard the opposition all the way up the field, up the middle of this field, on the middle of this team, He's something special, guys. And I do know that a lot of people think that uh, when I'm talking about Jalen Smith, that it's, it's something of coming from the, I guess, the area of, uh, of uh, homerism. No, 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 no. This is not just the Cowboys fan of me talking. Jalen Smith reminds me so much, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail of this, of how Ray Lewis was able to elevate everybody. Not saying that he is Ray Lewis, but I'm saying I'm telling you, if a healthy Jay Lewis is on his team for 16 weeks, OMG, go ahead and go buy your number 54 jerseys right now. He is that X factor. He is the new X factor for this defense. In the middle of the field, that means everything. Remember, I always talk about the core. And that's what Jalen Smith is going to do. He's going to make sure that nothing penetrates that core beyond uh, the, the middle linebacking setting. And that's three to four yards off the line of scrimmage. That's three to four, three to five yards off the line of scrimmage. So that's everything what Jalen Smith is doing to handle that middle. Uh, Noah Brown, uh, number 85, number 62, uh, six foot two, 225 pounds. He may not find his way on his team, believe it or not. And uh, it's just, just one of those things. Healthy, you're wealthy, healthy. You can find a way to stay on this team. And, and I don't think that they're going to bury everything that they went through, all of this training camp and all of the preseason for number 85. It just may be one of those things where they're going to try to squeeze and say to themselves, okay, can we actually not showcase number 85 and let's see if we can squeeze them on the practice squad? bring him out beyond that let me know of your guys thoughts on that uh gg he says uh no for noah brown uh yeah april stat stanton uh says no for noah brown too as well we got a lot of no's for noah brown and that just may be uh the calling card for him unfortunately uh, I'm really high on Noah Brown. I like this aspect of him being able to block, but I think that the injuries caught up with him. And if you're healthy, you make this team. Shout out to Zach Williams over here too as well. Thank you for tuning in. Quentin Taylor, I thought I was the only one who thought Chris Richard didn't like Jordan Lewis. Oh, yeah, Quentin Taylor, uh, this is what happened when Jordan Lewis came up. Well, when Chris Richard came onto the team, from what I was told, uh, by uh, resources from from within, uh, they said that Chris Richard and Jordan Lewis got into it with one another, 
And that happens sometimes when you're playing a sport, you are an aggressive guy, you have you you speak and you think highly of yourself and you get into a, a conflict with each other, a lot of times you're in a doghouse. And for what I was told, this is not me just trying to spread out anything that I don't know officially, because it's not officially. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys from what I was told. Uh, I don't think that they ever really um, got on the same page from there, you know. So it's hard to get out of that doghouse, depending on who um, you bark at. You know, sometimes uh, coming in new, you don't want to bark at everybody being a dog. And I think Jordan Lewis got a little dog in him, and he barked too loudly, and it just didn't flow well with Chris Richard. Now, could they um, overcome those mishaps? Yes. I, I would never know. I'm so far from the outside. Remember, I don't know everything. You guys know most of the things. I just know some things, right? So uh, hopefully uh, they can overcome that little situation and uh, he can find his way on, on the starting lineup. But remember, we saw Jordan Lewis practicing with the third string defense and with the second string defense. And I was stretching my head all this offseason. So you guys would know more than me if you've been out there to Oxnard, if you've been out there doing a the preseason game, the actual game, the report, have how, how often did you see uh, Jordan Lewis talking to the Chris Richard coach, you know, things like that. And do Chris Richard speak highly of Jordan Lewis or vice versa? So those are things that you can try to pick up. But by me being so far off, I, I, I would never know. And I can only um, – um, speculate you know and this is all speculations from what we're talking about now is all speculations all right so moving forward to cheeto bay a woozy or chidobe a woozy either or you guys know number 24 i tell you guys all the time my favorite cowboy player of all time far as defense is number 24 everson walls i grew up during the 80s so everson was the guy you know but uh he wearing that number pretty well he representing now if he can get 11 interceptions like my guy everson walls did in one year then that would be spectacular, right? But it's ha there's yet to be a Cowboys player to, to snatch the ball away from the opposition 11 times in one year. So, But if Cheeto Bay can do that, oh, my God. Oh, man, that would be just, just medieval nasty. He's six foot. He's 202 pounds. I think that that, that, that number is off. Cheeto, Cheeto is at least 215 by now, 210. He's, he reminds me so much of Xavier Rhodes of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And I'm not just trying to sell you guys anything. I'm not trying to sell you nothing of this. But this guy, he's hungry. He got that Ph.D. mentality, poor, hungry, and determined to make things happen. And he went out there and said that, hey, I just don't want to be called uh, a good cornerback. I want to be with the greats. And that right there makes me want to just say, okay. I want to go buy a number 24 jersey. And I don't even wear other players' jersey with other players' name on the back of their shirt. But I will go out there. If you have that type of temperament, that type of tenacity, that type of mindset, and that type of just sure will of determinations of mine, Cheeto Bay Awuzi or uh, Chidobe Awuzie, this guy, when he he's showing up, guys. And uh, I think that all preseason – he, he's been one of the guys that teams stray away from. So 
and he's on his team, of course. <laughs> and Taco Supreme Charlton, uh, 97, six foot six. He got a forced fumble. I think he got like one sack or so during his preseason. He's stepping it up. He's one of the guys that's showing that he belongs on his team. Jahad Ward belongs on his team. Number 51 belongs on his team. Uh, six foot five, 295. I think he's getting close to 300 pounds now. Uh, just, just going to be wreaking havoc out there just in the side of rotation between Malik Collins, Tyron uh, Crawford. I think that he's going to be a good int- uh, intricate part for this defense. You saw that they released Coney Ely, so he's making his team. Uh, Eric Pinkins, linebacker number 42, 6'3", 220 pounds. He don't make this team for some reason. He's not making his team. Darius Jackson, he's not making his team. Number 44, if he make this team, uh, he would have to outbeat Bo Scarborough. Or Sco Scar- Bo Scarborough. Uh, I don't think Darius make this team. But if, if so, then that means that they're going to go with uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Jamez Olawale. They're going to go with number 45, Rod Smith. And then they're going to go with Darius Jackson. Now, the reason why I'm going to break this down in this fashion, if you think about number 45, Rod Smith, what can Bo Scarborough do that Rod Smith can't do? Or what can Bo Scarborough do that number 49 can't do? Those are ways where you got to look at this thing. Now, I do know for sure number 45, a lot of people uh, don't know that number 45 is a gunner at sometimes on this special team. Number 45, he plays an intricate part as special team. So that's why number 45, Rod Smith, is making this team. So is Jamez Olawale and certain uh, certain um, blitz pickups and certain uh, fallback formations. And then Jamez Olawale sprinkle in the fact that he can play as H-back, as catching the ball, as lining up as a tight end. So he have those type of skill sets. And we saw the last preseason game that um, uh, Bo Scarborough was playing hot pocket with the football when the ball was passed to him. We do not like to see that as coaching, and we do not want that type of product on the field. So from there, I think that maybe that this team may lean more towards a Darius Jackson who can catch the ball a little bit better out of the backfield, who can run in and out of his breaks and a little bit more elusive than a Bo Scarborough. So that's why Darius Jackson. And then if you look at this team collectively, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott's father got something to talk about because this guy looks just like Ezekiel Elliott in certain factors. Look at him. He looks like Ezekiel Elliott. In some point, in some forms of fashion, he kind of run the ball similar to Ezekiel Elliott. Not calling him Ezekiel Elliott, but he more of the Ezekiel Elliott uh, running back versus a Bo Scarborough who's more of a number 45 running back, if that makes any sense. So the change of pace running back, would you rather have Ezekiel Elliott and then slash a, a Darius Jackson, or would you rather have a quote-unquote Rod Smith slash a Rod Smith as in the Bo Scarborough? So those are uh, hard decisionings that uh, the coaching staff have to make out there uh, one way or another. You guys know how I feel about that. So, uh, moving back up um, to this, I'm going to do this button right here, Trace Anderson, and we were right about, this is, like I said, this is a long episode. Um, Javius Ward traded for former Cincinnati Bengals, uh, no, Cincinnati Bearcats offensive lineman Parker. 
Uh, I think Parker was a, this is from uh, Standard Only. Yeah, I saw that transaction earlier. I think that uh, Parker is a tremendous pickup, but we will have to see if he's healthy. That's the only thing. You got to see if he's healthy. Um, what are your thoughts on the running back lineup? Bo runs harder, though. This is from Romelio. Yeah, he does run harder, but it's a straight line run. And and look at this offense. They they like to have a guy that's multiple in, in some aspects. Where where am I? I'm right here, right? Charles Tapper is not making his team. Uh, we have yet to hear of Charles Tapper. He's wears number 99. So I think that number will be picked up by number 74. I think number 74 will wear number 99. And if you guys don't know who number 74 on this team, that is DA, that's Doris Armstrong. Charles Tapper is not on his team. Dak Prescott, we we understand that he's on his team, right? He, he, he's the, uh, the three-year starter for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Ross Smith uses used to be trash, <laughs> but uh, Romello, I understand what you're saying. Ross Smith used to be trash, but if we look back at the Giants game, remember the staff. They, they they value what you did last year, the previous year, and I think that they saw something in Ross Smith that they do not want to let go, and that's why he made this team. I rather have Jackson over Bolt. It's for Matt S. Uh, Jones is hurt. Uh, I have to look that up. Uh, Law, I'd rather have Dayton Jones over Jihad Ward. And this is from Weathers. Um, I agree with you. Uh, Dayton Jones, if Dayton Jones can get his health together, uh, he makes his team. I don't know whether or not they IR him. I don't know how many people you can go on IR, but he makes his team one way or another. Uh, Tap gas to go. This is from April. Yes, I, uh, I, 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 I agree. Um, Tamper ain't making this cut. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, uh, shout out to everybody for tuning in to the nation. Uh, Cheeto and Byron doing well. This is from Ted Mitchell from the Facebook panel. Keith Woody, thank you. Thoughts on David Irvin, number 95. Yes, he makes this team. Matter of fact, David Irvin makes this team when he gets off the uh, suspension. There's somebody else who's going to be purged from this roster. So somebody's going to make this team, and they got a four-day Pretty much they got a four-day check. They got a four-day tryout before they start cutting that guy. Uh, Kayvon Frazier, he makes this team, of course. Well, Collins, he makes the team. I'm going to try to just speed rush through this. Anthony Brown, he makes the team. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, guess what? Ezekiel Elliott will not make this team, guys, right? He will not make this team. They're going to cut Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to pick up. <laughs> that would be crazy, right? Ezekiel Elliott makes this team. Uh, Marquez Huff. Uh, he haven't showed me anything during uh, preseason nor during practice. I haven't heard of him uh, lately. I, I don't think that he makes this team. Um, uh, Jeff Swain, uh, number 87. They, yeah, yeah, he makes this team. Rod Smith makes this team. Justin March Lillard, he makes this team, believe it or not. Uh, number 53, six foot, 225 pounds, 25 years old, four-year starter from Akron. Shout out to LeBron James. Uh, he makes this team uh, one way or another. He makes this team. Damian Wilson, number 57. Of course, he's a shoe-in on his team. Uh, this guy, I can't even say his last name, Austin. Austin, he does not make this team. Larkins, uh, he don't make this team. Uh, Lyell Collins, he don't make this team, right? They're going to pick um, – Byron, they're gonna they're gonna pick up Byron Bell in the uh, waivers, and they're they gonna cut this guy, right? <laughs> now, a lot of your Collins make this team. Chaz Green, if money is green, 
that he need to change his last name. Okay, Chaz Green, uh, number 79, six foot five, right? 318 pounds. Like I said before, there's some folding chairs in Natchez, Mississippi that can block better than Chaz Green. Mark my word. There's some folding chairs, I promise you. You line them folding chairs up and you put them at right guard or right or left, left tackle or right tackle and wherever Chaz Green go, them folding chairs can hold up the opposition better than Chaz Green. Trust me. I, I promise you, you put Tavon Austin back there. He can block better than Chaz Green. If Chaz Green makes this team, it's going to be something that he got on Jason Garrett or Jerry Jones. He got some hidden photos. He didn't know something. He's part of the Illuminati. There's something crazy. If Chaz Green make this team, he better not be on this team. I don't care what the Chaz Green uh, apologists say, and they say, oh, he wasn't trained and coached up right. If he don't, if he make this team, my good God, oh, high almighty, no way that Chaz Green, number 79, matter of fact, that's a disrespectful for him to wear that number. Take this man off this team. <laughs> There's no way Chaz Green make this team. Chaz Green is a dumpster fire. This is from Standard Only. Hey, guys, put out all the hate that you have on Chaz Green, and, and trust me, I love Chaz Green as a person, but as a football player that's wearing that number 79, that got that silver and blue on his body, somebody snatched that off his body because to me, how can you say that Chaz Green made this team? Did you see how he just didn't allow Mike White to get murdered out there? And we couldn't even give a true evaluation of the team because of Chaz Green. Good Lord. Chaz Green is out the door. <laughs> Chaz got bricks in his shoes. That probably would help him if he actually had heavy feet. <laughs> oh, man. It's just Chaz Green, man. I, I hate to have this much of hatred towards you. But uh, please don't make the team. They got him guard slash tackle. How about go to the house? They need to put that on that uh, positioning. He's 26. Oh, come on, Chaz. That folding chair got to be about 30 years old by now. And I think that folding chair can outperform you at this level. Uh, Byron Jones, number 31, cornerback, six foot, 205 pounds. He makes the team. Of course, Byron Jones switching over to a cornerback. I think I'm predicting. I'm going to put it out there on wax. Byron Jones get three interceptions this year. That's remarkable. That would be remarkable, right? <laughs> Byron Jones get three picks this year. One, go to the house. One, go to the house. One, go to the house. He had one to go to the house last year, so I think that Byron Jones can get another one to go to the house this year. How about that? Hey, this guy right here, this is his first name, K-Ron Reed. Hey, he showed up at the last game of the preseason. He showed up and showed out. I really think that um, – he makes the practice squad, number 93, defensive tackle. He showed up, guys. I'm going to have to really dig into his tape. I do know that it was against the backups, other backups, other backups, other backups. But he showed us some type of flavor out there against those backups. So, 93, he showed penetration, quick off his burst. I think that somehow uh, he can make the practice. Well, I don't think he's practice squad eligible if he's been in the league for five years. 
we 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 find one one way or another. He may be cut though. Uh, come this weekend, and we can pick up somebody else that's uh, released out of one thousand one hundred and eighty four players that we have to pick from. Uh, Cameron Fleming. He makes this team number seventy five. He's a tackle. Yes, he didn't have the best preseason out there. His training camp tape was decent. This didn't flash out to us. I think that uh, once some numbers come free, I think that he need to get out of that number seventy five. Find a way. Because he looked just like Byron Jones in that number. Get out of that number. By, uh, Clam, uh, Cameron Fleming, Cam Fleming, somebody, if you know him, if you got his Twitter, if you got his Instagram, tell him, just change the number. Those, that number 75 just don't look good on you. Alan Hearns, of course, he makes his team second. Um, start off as the first wide receiver. Um, I, 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 hold it, I take that back. Believe it or not, Ripley's believe it or not almost. I think Terrence Williams, believe it or not, I'm telling you, Terrence Williams number one receiver. They're going to make him the number two receiver coming out of the uh, lineup on, during the roster depth chart. It's just how it goes. I know that a lot of people are not fond of Terrence Williams because he liked to – you know, let the ball hit him in the chest and stuff like that. But Alan Hearns didn't show us a lot during practice, doing a lot during um, – and I could be wrong. For those who are out there doing Oxnard, let me know. But coming out week one, Terrence Williams is your number one receiver and Alan Hearns is your number two. And and from there, your number three will be yeah, uh, <laughs> your number 11, Cole Beasley. Uh, trade Chaz Green for a first round trade. GG, man, you can't get away with that. It would be nice. Pastor Reed, he can sing, pray for Garrett. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, who else got poor Chaz? Couldn't win in a Red Rover. <laughs> good, good, good information right there, man. Uh, let me see what we got on the Facebook. Ted Mitchell, read no. Yeah, I feel you on that, uh, Ted Mitchell. Shout out to uh, Ramirez. Get Chaz out of here. Yeah, from the Facebook panel, Elite. Uh, logo, uh, anyone, anyone or two do you think get surprised trade? I think that they try to shop around some of the defensive guys as far as trading, and it may be some more guys. Of course, we understand that Coney Ely is gone. He's not on his team. Uh, he was cut earlier today. Uh, Donovan uh, Alumba. Uh, he's not making this team. I think that you can find a way uh, for him to be on the practice squad somehow, some way. Uh, Zach Martin, he makes this team somewhere. Uh, of course, Zach Martin makes this team. They're not going to get rid of the Zach. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, he makes his team, of course. Uh, prediction. <laughs> prediction. How many sacks do you think that Demarcus Lawrence is going to get? How many D sacks do you think D-Law is going to get? Put those down in the comment sections down below or in the chat box or the flame box or in the Facebook panel. How many sacks do you honestly think that D-Law is going to get this year? Trade Chaz Green for Errol Thomas. No, <laughs> they're not going to do that Titan Omega. Although that will be a nice little deal for us to trade Chaz Green. But right now, the Seattle Seahawks, the Sea Chickens that they are, have a porous offensive line too as well but wouldn't we love to see Chaz Green playing for the Redskins or the um for the uh, Eagles or for the Giants let's let's think about that that'll be positive we can see Chaz Green twice a year that would be nice come on come on Redskins come on come on Giants get Chaz Green come on Eagles get Chaz Green let's get Chaz Green Eagles <laughs> 
Uh, 11.5 sacks for D. Law. This for Matt S. Yes, that would be nice. Uh, who else we have? 12 sacks from produced by Germ. That would be nice too as well. 12 sacks. That would be nice. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Titan Omega says 17 sacks for D. Law. Would you rather for D. Law to get 10 sacks? And then have Randy Gregory to get eight sacks. And then for to have Taco Charlton to get eight sacks. That would be better versus uh, D-Law getting 17 sacks by himself and everybody else getting five or six sacks. I would rather for that number to be in that 10 to 12 range. Nowhere near the 17 range. Because I'd rather for D-Law to get those rest areas and move in and rotate those guys. And everybody have sacks by committee. Then on top of that... We got to understand that if he get any sacks beyond 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 sacks, then you got to pay the man. <laughs> and that's going to be a big paycheck right there. So not saying that you want him to lack off on his production, but it's economics. You know, we want to be able to have everybody to get that. We want everybody to eat off of that defensive line, if you know what I mean, right? <laughs> and then David Irvin, I forgot about him. If he can get eight to seven sacks or seven to, to maybe nine sacks, that would be a plus. Um, let's retract 10% sacks. <laughs> Taco gets 10 sacks. That would be real nice if Taco get 10 sacks. All right, moving a little bit further down, Jerron Johnson, he makes his team somehow. Uh, I think that they like his veteran um uh, skills out there now we did see him give up a long run again i think against the cardinals uh but he played a little a little bit better this uh this this last preseason game deontay thompson that's a big factor there uh number 15 he's a speedy guy if we don't go up and pick up a braxton miller if we don't go out and shop around and pick up those guys during the trading deadline then maybe they shop him because they're looking at the Tavon austin He's the speedster. He's the guy that has the speed. He makes his team. So Deontay Thompson, I have a big question mark on whether or not he makes the team because he's only showing us one preseason game, and he have yet to prove to us that he can stay healthy. And that's been his major issue throughout his entire career. Deontay Thompson have yet to stay healthy. Jamez Olawale, of course, he makes this team. He's the only fullback that's on his team that's countable. Joe Looney makes this team, of course. He's the center. Travis Frederick, they put him on IR. Maybe he can return in week eight or week nine or week 10 when it's time for us to get ready for the, for the playoffs to win it all the way to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> Travis Frederick makes this team. Terrence Williams, he's the number one receiver of this team. Six foot two, 210 pounds. He's 28 years old. Man, I didn't know he was that old. All right, he's 28 years old, six-year starter. Uh, I think that they're going to try to elevate. You guys know how this team is. They always like to elevate the guy that's been on the team already. So he's, he, he may be, quote, unquote, the X receiver, believe it or not, although I don't agree. I'm not saying that I agree with this, but he may be the X receiver. Jeff Heath, of course. The legend, for the last two minutes of any game, he is the legend, six foot one. He makes this team. Deontay, Deontay Jones, he makes this team, number 56. Yeah. Yeah, he, he makes this team. Joe Thomas, oh, man. Um, I call him now Joe Thomas, the first 48, because he's going to be <laughs> murdering people out there in the backfield. I like the way he planned out there. First 48, Joe Thomas, of course, he makes this team. He solidified the fact that if Sean Lee goes down, 
if Sean Lee is not able to play for three or four games, now we have the LVEs of the world. Now we have the Joe Thomases and the, and the Marsh Litter. Uh, I think that's how you said his man's name, Damian Marsh Litter and Damian Wilson. We have these guys that can get into the fray. So I, they makes this team. Joe Thomas is this, – this linebacker core is something special. And then on top of that, Joe Thomas – can play special team. Shout out to the Thomas, too, as well. Tyron Crawford, Boise State Insurance. He makes this team. For crying out loud, they did a deep blue special on him. So, of course, he makes the team. Chris Jones, hey, the Punisher. Of course, Chris Jones makes this team, guys. He's a shoe-in on this team. We all know. And Cole Beasley with the hot sauce, he makes this team. 77, of course, he makes this team. Now, we have a big question mark on him. This guy right here, Tyron Smith. Will this be the year that Tyron Smith, Stiff, Smith, I said Stiff, that back better not be Stiff, but Tyron Smith needs to play every game out there this year. And the only time you would like to see him rest himself if we, like week 16, week 17, if we already have a shoe in to the playoff. Get Tyron Smith healthy for the playoff. OMG, it'll be medieval. So, yes, uh, Tyron Smith make this team. Dan, money man. Bailey, um, who has a question mark on Dan the man? Let me know. Put that in the chat box down below. If you have a question mark on Dan the man, put that down in the chat box. Let me know, guys. We've been going an hour straight for me talking with no commercial breaks. You guys know I'm trying to give you guys everything I can off of this uh, roster breakdown because we do know that the uh, cuts will be tomorrow, and I'm trying to give you guys every insight that I have. Joe the Hitman Thomas, yes, that's a good that's a good nickname. I like that, but it don't top Joe first 48 Thomas. I like that one better, but I like the Hitman. Um, we have uh, this is from uh, Mac Ramion. Uh, we have to have the best linebacker lineup in the league, law. Um, I got to just see it for the first three or four games before I see the best in the league. I'm not going to spit that, uh, Mac, but I feel where you're coming from. You got high hopes and high confidence. And like I always say, when there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. It's not just in the mind. It's also in the thoughts. But we got to see this out there in the field first before I say we have the best linebacker core in the league. But, hey, if you spit those things out and speaking them out to the existence, then I will um, – command you on that uh mr mac but also whenever you put something out here it stays out here forever because <laughs> we're on the youtubes of the worlds right and facebook and we all on all platforms thank y'all for tuning in all together quest cowboys for six chris richard hit swad yeah <laughs> i like that name chris richard hit swad uh sean lee of course he makes the team uh, we just got to have our lucky shirts. Please wear your lucky shirts, wear your lucky uh, socks, wear your lucky hat. When Sean Lee's playing this year, please wear those things. Do not go to a game without your lucky gear because we need Sean Lee to be healthy out here all day. Uh, Cal, he's not making the team. Matthew Diaz, uh, maybe a reach. I don't know if he's making this team. Jacob, they don't. They have yet to assign this man a number, so we know he's not making the team. Jordan Chan, he ran pretty well last night. He just reminded me so much because of the number. He reminded me of Alfred Morris. I said, well, when did we pick back up my Alfred Morris? He's not making the team. His best bet is trying to make the practice squad. Dominique Sanders. Uh, he's not making the teams. Number 33, he's not going to be on it. I know for sure he's not going to make the 46. Jacob Campos, he's not making this team. 
but number 63 tackle, six foot seven, 310 pounds from Iowa. If he makes the team, is a real reach. Carrington, Darian, number 16, he's not making his team. Jacob, he's not making his team. Kyle Q, it'd be a reach if he makes the team. Although I love what he's doing out there as a rookie. Number 51, six foot two, 230 pounds. That's the guy that had plays with a tremendous insights of, uh, of instincts. If he can find a way to reach around to the practice squad, then we can bring him up on a team maybe during the latter part of the year, maybe week seven, week eight, if we can hide him. But he's not making this team as far as uh, active 53 or, or 46 roster. Joe Lanning, he played pretty decent out there in space, but he's not making his team. Of course, we know that Chajarvis or Traveris Wards, he's traded from the team. <laughs> number 40, he's gone. David Well, I was like, hey, who is number 84? <laughs> the fifth tight end, he's not making his team, guys. Tyree Robinson, he's making his team. Uh, number 23, safety, they got him at 6'2". Some can argue and say 6'3 and a half, 6'4-ish, 200 and maybe he's like 210 right now. He makes his team. Uh, this guy... It definitely, Scott Daly is not making this team. He's collecting the check right now, but he's not on his team. Uh, Schultz, oh, Schultz, we drafted him. He's <laughs> he's making his team. Carnell Williams, of course, I talked about him. Chris Carrington, uh, uh, Coverton, uh, he's, uh, quote, unquote, probably going to be one of the practice squad elites. If he make this team, it's only because we do not want to fall on the sword about drafting this guy. So we talked about these last few guys here. Uh, David Irvin, of course, he's going to make this team. Marcus Martin, all these guys, he's makes, he made this team. And Cedric Wilson made this team too as well. They, they're just on injury reserve. So I managed to muster through all of the draft picks and also the 2018 uh, depth charts uh, of who made the team for my speculations not from my uh raw infinite knowledge of saying okay it is what it is these are the guys that will make the team without a shadow of a doubt um i really appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show i've been talking for uh, i guess almost an, uh, an hour or so <clears throat> hour and 30 minutes almost long straight so uh, I'm going to just read a few comments, go over you guys' questionings, and we will see where we can depart from from there. Um, remember, post down, if you can, your 53-man roster prediction, if you can just you know craft that up in some way or form or fashion once this video has been posted, if you're on the YouTube side. Um, and if you're on the Facebook side, of course, you can just post at any time uh, of who you think is going to make the 53-man roster or one spot highlighted player that you really think that's going to be like the impact surprise player that's going to make this roster and who we should go out there and extremely tack for when these 1,184 guys get releases by this weekend. There's going to be a lot of guys out here on the streets. So we do know for sure that this is not like the end staple of who really makes this team because we understand that this is just the beginning the season is long. The season is one of those years where you, you, you got to have uh, depths in all departments. We saw that how beneficial this would be. Look at that man, neck, man. He need, <laughs> he need to be out there tackling people with that neck. But we know how beneficial. Uh, I'm talking about LVE for those who watch this thing on podcast. So uh, we're going to see how beneficial this thing is going to be collectively. 
far as having your depths together and having a legitimate backup quarterback, having a legitimate tight end out there, and a legitimate um, offensive lineman. We need to have those things out there. I think the running back core is solid. I think the special team, the long snap, snapper, the uh, punt guy, and also the kickoff guy, the kicking guy, Dan Bailey, they, they are solid. And um, the defensive tackle is still an issue, and one can argue the safety play is still an issue. So we're going to have to figure out a way, one way or another, to bump up and to improve those areas of this team. Now, do we pick up Braxton Miller or Michael Floyd? Michael Floyd is a no because of the politics and the antics of Michael Floyd. Braxton Miller may be a possibility from uh, Romello. Um, who is LVE again? <laughs> a guy that we drafted with the 19th overall pick. Hmm. But uh, we will see what he's going to do week one, right? Uh, JT Bean, Earl Thomas making his team. <laughs> yeah, Earl Thomas making his team week four. I'm predicting that. That's my prediction. Keith Woody, uh, Tyron has to play every game. Yeah, Tyron Smith has to play every game. I agree with you, man, 1,000%. All right, so, guys, that's all the time I have for today. I really thank you guys. I value I really do value your thoughts, your opinions, your, your your insights to the game. I don't know everything. You guys know most of the things. I just know some of the things, right? So I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. That's the 53-man roster, the 53-man that I know with. Uh, if anybody else that you guys think that the Cowboys should get, I, I heard a lot of people d during the day when I was at work saying, hey, Law, what about RG3? Can we go out and make moves for him if the uh, Baltimore ultimately decide to release him? I think that we should. You know, I think that we should give uh, every, we should turn over every rock and see who can uh, make this team as far as backup quarterback play. I think the running back game is straight. I think we need some still help as, as far as veteran tight end. And what else I said? Um, offensive uh, linemen. We still have to take a look at that. As far as wide receiver play, maybe it's a swing and a miss. I just don't really see anybody out there outside of pretty much what somebody said with the Braxton Miller. Would you rather have uh, number 15 that we have on our team now, Deontay Thompson or Braxton Miller? Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> April, it was fun. This is what she's saying. It was fun, Law. Thank you for... Thank you. Good night. Good night to you two as well. Uh, Mac, we should have went out to Teddy Bridgewater. I agree 1,000%. We should have went out to Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. We should have. But it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before I go, that's all the time I have for today. I really thank you guys for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute. I'm out. Peace. to hit that like button subscribe to the channel smash that like button join the notification squad too as well join those things and i got a podcast that's law nation join that podcast for me share this content that's the best thing you can do for me if you're not able to do the other thing just share it share it to a friend a troll just share it around <laughs> i'm here for you all day even twice on sundays salute we're out